Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight, I'm joined by Mark, and Mark had some very unusual activity happen to him when he was 12 years old that kind of led him down a path of uh, paranormal experiences. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Cade. Nice to be on. Mate, it's good to have you on. We'll say in a little bit early before we hit record, it's been a um, a mammoth effort to, to get this one lined up. But yes, we we got there in the end. So, yeah, mate, we did. Yeah, there's a few stops and starts, but yeah. That's how it now. goes. That's how it goes, and I'm always <laughs> excited, mate. So... I'm I'm excited because these types of uh, when when the universe gets in the way of an episode like this, it usually means it's a pretty good one. So, mate, yeah, no pressure, but tell but me. hopefully I can live up to the expectations. <laughs> the weight of the universe is on your shoulders, mate. So, um, <laughs> take me back to where this all happened because this actually happened essentially. When I say down the road, it's a little bit of a drive down the road from me, but it happened in Townsville. So, yes, mate, yeah, run well, me through I, this. Well. I, like, uh, had moved from Sydney when I was about eight up into Townsville. And I believe you're in Cairns. So, you know, back then, Townsville, there was just, there wasn't much about, you know. We lived in Kerwin at the time, which is one of the last suburbs, you know, um, at that time. It's not anymore, I don't think, you know. And I used to go to Kerwin Primary, which was like this, um, the primary school there. And... This is like, you know, I'm 53 now, so this was like about 78 or something like that, you know, and it was a couple of Ks kind of past the Kerwin suburb, so it was actually basically in the middle of bushland. And, you know, you to walk or, you know, if you rode your bicycle home, there was areas where it was just all bushland until you got to, like, the shopping centre, you know. So, um, and just this one particular day i'm just this kid and we're just you know 
we'd finished, I think it was like something like a after school rugby practice or something. And I'm, I'm walking home with this um, friend of mine. I always, always remember his name, Trevor O'Neill, his name was. And he's, he's walking and I'm like wheeling my bike, you know, cause, and, and, it's with that afternoon at school they'd been talking about stranger danger which was a big thing back then you know and we're actually talking about it and this is the weird thing as well like this it's just strange we're actually talking about this stranger danger right at that moment we're kind of walking along you know it's all bushland you know we're like still a couple of k's from sort of civilization so to speak you know and just out of nowhere, didn't hear it arrive, was this, the, my memory of it was that it was this white van and this, it just was suddenly on us. And after that, it gets very hazy, like um, uh, I remember just being completely and absolutely in complete terror, you know, like um and my memory of this is that i i kind of found myself say uh, it was kind of getting towards um sunset and this you know that that was at the time i didn't you know i'm only young so i didn't really think of it you know trevor's nowhere to be seen you know like and i'm sort of down the street a bit further like um and at that time, like, I remember, like, I waited for Trevor and he came out of the bushes and he was kind of, like, smiling and and it was weird. Like, even though it was supposed to be this, like, you know, it was this really terrifying experience of uh, a, a stranger abducting us or that's what we thought, like, you know, um, and the fact that, you know, the fact that at the time, you know, that it was, they were talking, you know, we were talking about uh, stranger danger and then suddenly it kind of happens to us, if you know what I mean, like, um, which was bizarre, you know, like, but we didn't think of that because at the time, you know. And then after that, like, literally days later, I just, my memories, I just, there's some UFO book turned up at the school and I just was, yeah, from then on, I just was absolutely couldn't get enough of it, sort of, so to speak, you know, like, um, and it wasn't actually until years later that it kind of came out, but that's kind of another story. I don't know if you want to hear that now, but, you know. Um, Mate, absolutely. It just, it, well, with with this, with this encounter at, at 12, so... What ended up happening is years later, um, um, I uh, started to um, this, you know, like started to feel watched and all this. And this is connected with this house that I, I moved into and that. But I did actually end up going to I don't know if you ever heard of her, but her name's Mary Rodwell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and Mary. So I went up to she, Mary lives out at she lives just kind of. Oh, it's like near the town of Seven, Agnes Waters, right? So she lives in Queensland, like, um, you know, and she's one of the world's most, you know, uh, um, leading UFO abduction researchers. Especially when and, it comes to regression therapy. Yes, exactly. And that was, that, that 
first thing that had bothered me when I was a kid, you know, like under. And she, one of the first things she was saying to me, she said, you are aware that one of the so-called screen memories with the whole UFO abduction thing is, is that is a white van, you know, and I, I wasn't aware of that actually at all. And I was like, oh, you know, and I said, what? And she said, well, that's what people, it's just the whole encounter is just so terrifying that, you know, for humans to kind of, handle it <laughs> you know we're given kind of screen memories and that i'm sure you might have heard of that before so under hypnosis and i've actually got the recording of it that it turned out that you know this it wasn't a, a white van like because it was strange at the time i do remember you know when i was doing the regression with her i'm saying to her like she said well did you hear it arrive and i went no it was just suddenly there like, and she was saying, you know, the whole thing about us, like, talking about strange danger and then suddenly it's like this kind of what they call synchronicity that happens in these kind of uh, this phenomenon, which is, you know, and it it's a bizarre phenomenon. You know, there's so many facets to it. And um, so it ended up it wasn't a van at all. Like, and when I was, when I was under the regression, I was – um, before I'd actually moved to Townsville even, I used to have these recurring dreams and I even had a name for these people and these people used to, used to come and get me and I used to call them the busybodies. And the reason I call them the busybodies, it sounds it's crazy, but I called them the busybodies because they were just always up in my business, like even as a kid, <laughs> you know, like it's weird. I even had a name for them, you know, like, and sure enough under the hypnosis of that i'm like it's this kind of it's it's like it's hard to describe it's like it's like the realization it's like real it's like something like from some movie or something you know like the reality that kind of hit me it was kind of like this the facade of our reality just kind of kind of just Everything kind of just went, like, and it was just, and suddenly it was like, I was what I actually happened, you know, and it wasn't a white van, it was like an actual craft, and it was these beings, but I couldn't see them, like, like the, there was like a, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's maybe the way, whatever, you know, they, they kind of let you see them if you, they can because you just can't handle it, you know. Um, and I'm talking about basically the greys or whatever, you know, like. So it ended up being that encounter ended up being uh, uh, grey aliens. And I, I remember I started to remember and I saw them standing there and it wasn't a white van. It was just this craft, you know. And then the only way I can describe it, it's like, it's like in my mind's eye, it was like this door just slammed shut, like just, and and it's hard to describe, but I, even I like a visualize it, just it's like in my mind's eye, this door just shook, it just was banged shut, and it was like you are not going any further, sort of thing. You are not remembering anymore, like, and no matter what, like Mary tried, I couldn't get past this sort of. Or a hypnotic 
wall or something maybe that you know like these bands or whatever they are can put to eat to you know can can put in the minds of a human if that makes sense yeah absolutely it's kind of like a um like a like a firewall or something like that yeah, yeah, just within your that's mind what it, yeah it, it, it was just really bizarre and um and then you know like i mean when you know when i lived back in townsville a few times i'd go back and visit my parents and i um i remember one time like i would have been about 23 and and i just and i'm still doing i just voraciously read you know about ufo stuff and you know the whole paranormal thing you know like I mean, you know, the whole thing with the UFO phenomenon, you've got to be careful because you can go down rabbit holes, you know, like, and there's, you know, there can be people out there that are, you know, can make money and that. But there, there is, you know, it is a real phenomenon, like, and I mean, we, as you, we, people are starting to see, it's all sort of coming out now, you know. Um, but, yeah, when I was in my early 20s and I, I just, like, woke up one morning and... Um, uh, it was about two in the morning and the house was all dark and I, I just woke up and I walked out into my parents' dining room and standing there in front of me is this spindly figure, you know, like the classic sort of really, you know, long skinny limbs, really long fingers like and I remember I'm trying to look at its face and it was the same thing. Like, it was weird. You could see its body, but its face was kind of like, you couldn't see it. It was like it had a, a like maybe like a sh- in shadow or something, you know, like, and Mary had since told me that's yeah, completely deliberate. And then this being like, kind of like just walked straight up and it's making this really weird kind of throaty sort of noise. And it just kind of grabs me by kind of my upper forearms and just puts me up against the wall, like, and I, I'm completely paralyzed. I can't move, and it's holding me, but it's not, it didn't feel like it was holding me tight, but I still can't move. And then, and then it's literally, it just starts like pressing its hands on my face and like, um, you know, like just kind of touching me on my face and, and then and that was kind of bizarre and terrible. It was weird, like it was scary, but it was there was also this calmness that had come over me, you know. Um, and then the next thing, I found myself back in bed, you know. And so, you know, with with stuff like that happens, you kind of think, was it a dream? Even though it felt very real, you know. Like at the time, you're just like, oh, you know. Um, Maybe, you know, I mean, it's just, it's so far out of our humans understanding of our reality around us that it's it's just, it can be hard to accept, you know, like, and um, does that make sense? You know, the, the thing is, when it comes to this kind of phenomenon, there is just... Like you said, there is absolutely so many rabbit holes that you can, you can go down. And, you know, I, I've even heard stories of beings taking, uh, human consciousness away and, you know, putting them 
on 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 I think slave planters. I think it, this was actually an episode of the Confessionals podcast where someone said that they had their consciousness taken from them when they were a child for twenty years, and they came back into their own body. Twenty years had passed for that consciousness, but not for them. Yeah, I've heard stuff like that. Like, yeah, the thing is with these these this phenomenon, it is so there's such a high strangeness to it, and um, it's just yeah. Once you find out that they can pretty much do anything they want, really, <laughs> like the technology is so far in advance of what we have that it's indistinguishable from magic. I would I would 100% believe that. And you know that's that's really just how technology has worked throughout the yeah. the entire yeah. human race is yeah. that you know if we if we took something that we have right now and something you know simply so basic of uh let's say one of our phones and showed that to someone from the medieval times that we could take a picture has a torch on it it does all these amazing things you know they would think that would be you know, witchcraft or something like that. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah. So, like, this kind of, the, you know, there was, as I said, there's these kind of things happen. So that happened in my mid-20s, you know, but life goes on and, you know, I always had an interest in it. Well, mate, before we go, before we continue on with uh, the, the the other stuff that happens in your life, I have to ask about your friend Trevor because... He he seemed to be there throughout this entire experience. Um, what was, like, did you ever talk to him about this? And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. I never did. That's the weird thing. And and it's like, and when I was talking to Mary about this, she's just going, yep, yep. And I remember the one of the first things she said to me was like, when this, this van that came up which way which direction did it come from you know um and you know and i just said i came up behind us and you know later on she said that's a common thing you know there's some like when with you with these researchers there's little little things they hold back you know that they that are kind of like common things that people describe that happen to them that you know, and if they say that, you know, they go, oh, okay, that fits in with our data, you know, if you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like there's a common you know? thread throughout it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But with Trevor, um, no, like, I mean, I can remember Mary saying, so you were waiting for him. And I said, yeah, I was waiting for him. And he came out at the bushes and she said, oh, well, he must have, you know, like, 
well, what, what was he like? And I said, oh, he was like actually smiling and that. And she said to me, do, do you think that's strange, Mark, that he was smiling and he wasn't upset? And, you know, because for all intents and purposes, you could have been abducted by some, you know, stranger, you know, and, and yeah, that did strike me, you know, like, but when you're that age, you don't, you know, you don't really realise, you know, like, um, Oh, absolutely. And, you know, this is the, the late seventies. This isn't a thing yeah, that people yeah, talk about. Yeah. yeah. And, and as I said, back then, like the outskirts of towns, all there really wasn't that much about, you know, and, you know, there's there's things there's things through as I said throughout my life that I I mean I can just when you were talking about that I can remember not long after that and it only seemed like a couple of weeks later I I had this I was I was my memory was I was riding a bike around the shopping centre which was sort of close the bushland was right there and. I was with another friend, and I can remember his name as well, Robbie Taylor, and this man came up to us, and he, I can remember him asking, he, and I remember he had blue coveralls on, that's my, you know, and he was saying something about, oh, do you want, you know, I've got some lollies or something. So, And, the, you know, you're thinking, oh, it's like, you know, some sort of um, predator, that kind of thing, you know. But my memory of it, it was really... Um, dreamlike sort of thing and i kept but my main memory of this man in inverted commas was that it was his eyes like i just could never forget about his eyes and you know once again that's the last thing i remember you know like um but i've never i i mean i want to go back to mary again one day but the the fear involved in it it's so intense. You, you're reliving every situation that is, you know, your your mind has either hidden it from you because it's so traumatic or, you know, whatever these things are have decided, hey, this is probably a little too much. Yeah, either they have done it deliberately or your mind is protecting itself because, yeah, it's just so far out of our understanding. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely, definitely. But no, Trevor... Um, I just remember we we just didn't even seem very bothered after it, you know, like, and I never spoke to him about it. And and, and this is another weird thing that I have actually read in other, when other, you know, people that have had this, you know, this occur to them. We were really good friends. After that, we just never saw each other, like, again, like, you never really spoke to each other and... It was just, yeah, it was weird, and I never knew what happened to him, even though I'd love to. I mean, I even, like, a couple of years ago, looked, tried to look up his name on Facebook and see, you know, and I, you know, and if I could have found him, I was going to ask him. But, no, I don't know what happened to him. You know, you'll be surprised at how often that type of scenario comes up when people have had experiences like this and you know it's not just like really related to just ufos but you know the paranormal uh yowies you know just things that are quite unexplainable yeah they they almost seem to fracture these these people's lives so much that they are just unable to connect with the person that they were with in that moment because you know that that person would always be that 
that anchor to what happened there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, it's, um, it's very strange, you know, um, and then I, I can, you know, as I'm talking to you and I can remember another, you know, like, uh, I can remember another strange thing where I was with one of like my best friend that I kind of, I still know him today, you know, he lives in Taiwan nowadays, but, um, we were sitting on a back wall um, and the wall like was a fence between my parents' house and the neighbours and it was kind of a large brick wall, you know, and it was probably about six feet high. But to kids, you know, that's really high, you know, so we used to climb up and sit on it. And I can remember being younger and, and I was sitting there and a UFO hovering above us and... That was my memory. Once again, it's kind of hazy. And I asked John about it a couple of years ago. And I said, did that happen? Am I making that up? And he said, no, that happened. And he, and he said, but his memory of it was that it was, it was like these weird lights in the sky, like, you know, and, and, but my memory of it was that it was way closer and it was actually a craft, you know, like typical sort of flying saucer, you know. It's, it's surreal because it sounds like they are, whatever they may be, it's almost like they're coming back to you throughout your life and just keeping tabs on you. Yeah, well, it's, you know, like it seems to be a common thing, you know. But, I mean, I never, even though I, you know, I had this interest in it, you know, I, I would, you know, I just never kind of went there really apart from just reading about it and thinking these are odd things that happened to me, but you know, like I never looked on myself as being someone that was um, possibly an abductee or what have you, you know, like until, um, you know, about uh, five or six years ago. I have to ask you, earlier you, you spoke about a, a person in blue overalls. And yes. It, yeah. it sounded like you were hinting that there was even missing time associated yes. with that. Yes, Well, you know, I mean, I, I mean, obviously I read, you know, reading later that that was a common thing that people said as well, that these beings, like they were kind of in some sort of one-piece blue coveralls or something, you know, like. So, yeah, that was another one where it was, there was possible missing time as well, but it was it was even more dreamlike, you know, that the, you know, so I think, I think they kind of bank on that, that it's, you know, it's even could be the, the maybe the, like the, the, you know, like what you were saying earlier, that they can take you to, you know, they can do whatever they like. They can take your consciousness. They can take you physically. Um, and so it just can become very dreamlike, you know, like. It, um, it would be hard to, to separate what's real and what's not. And that would be incredibly frustrating for Someone like yourself who, you know, is unsure of, like, did this happen? Did this not happen? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I mean, you do read of other accounts where people have, you know, can remember consciously, you know, like, I mean, I could never remember consciously until, you know, like later. But but I think, you know, it was really after seeing Mary and, and, 
I think, you know, as we've said, there's a big reason for it because it's just, it can be just so terrifying. And if you can get through the fear, it's amazing. Like, but you've got to get through that fear and that's easier said than done. Have you had many other encounters with, I guess, the this UFO phenomenon? Because... You know, it, it kind of sounds like you have quite a few different different touch points, and it's even to the point where you you're having these encounters with other people around. Like, how how does it affect them? I think people. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really talk about it with people. You know, like, I mean, I've, I have friends and that that knew I had an interest in that, and I think it's only in the last couple of years or five or six years that you know, just because of the stigma involved is starting to kind of, you know, evaporate, you know, like, and I've always found it strange that, for instance, you know, that you had people that go, oh, yeah, I, I believe that there's UFOs, you know, in quotation marks, in, they're flying around or whatever, but then, but you'd get people that could believe in that, but they couldn't believe that there was some, the abduction thing or something, you know, I mean, there's obviously a reason they're here. And they're not just flying around in the sky or under the oceans. They're interacting with us. That's a really good point of view that you kind of put there is the fact that, you know, like you did have this encounter way back in the late 70s there where it would have felt so, and I don't mean to, to make a pun here, but so alienated with this type of experience. Like you couldn't have really spoken about it to anyone. No, no, good, no, especially not back then. But, I mean, it even, you know, like, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it took a long time. I mean, I always could speak about it to close friends and that, but, um, you know, it's not, it wasn't until I did the kind of regression that I really realised that something had happened and, and you know, then about six years ago, kind of, you know, everything kind of, exploded for about six months or so so what was the the catalyst for you to decide to go get regression therapy like was it just something that was eating you up inside and you just it was because i'd moved into this house at, at, at tweed heads um with um with my ex-partner caroline who tragically she passed away in that like um but um, yeah, it was it was after I'd moved in with her to this house, and things begin to start to happen that where you just couldn't ignore it, and and um, that that was when I actually, after a couple of months, went right. I've got to I've got to find out what the hell's going on, and that's when I went and saw Mary. So you think the the things that were going on in your house were connected to the the previous UFO? contacts yeah. that you've had yeah yeah so what what was going on in the house well i just we just like um we'd moved into this place at tweed heads um and um it's interesting the guy um that we that we that was the guy that used to live there was a grandfather that had passed away and he was a really really interesting dude that he had like books on um, you know, remote viewing and that, which I found really, really interesting, you know. Um, but we, the, it was the classic thing, like, we, we just first moved in and, uh, you know, there wasn't, 
the first thing that sort of happened, you know, was, you know, the TV started to turn on by itself, you know, like um, at odd times. But you're thinking at the time, you know, it just kind of started a little gradually, you know, you're thinking at the time, oh, oh, that someone's got the same sort of remote or something, you know. But that didn't really make sense because the houses were a long way apart and, you know. Um, so, you know, or you, the, so the TV would turn on by itself. Um, the stereo, like I can remember, you know, like in the early days, you know, we're lying in bed at night and then, and, you know, it was pretty, pretty scary. Like you'd, we'd wake up and I'd be looking at Caroline and be like, can you hear that? You know, and we'd come out and the stereo is on. Um, and, you know, of course we hadn't left it on, you know, like, um, and just kind of things like that, like the technological sort of issues, like um, the we'd hear like strange beeping noises that we couldn't figure out where they came from. And we'd think, oh, it's got to be the microwave. So we'd go over the microwave and, no, it's not the microwave. The microwave's not even on and it's got to be the fridge and, you know, like sort of, and then it just kind of started to uh, amp up. Um, it's, I was trying to think of the timeline of it because there's just kind of so much happened. But, but basically, you know, you know, like things like I can remember um, uh, it got so commonplace, this kind of paranormal type of stuff that, that um, you kind of became used to it. But it was also that had that. You know, like I'm sure you've, you know, you've heard people talk about that Skinwalker Ranch thing and all the kind of trickster element. Like you'd, you know, you'd get up in the morning, you'd go to say butter your toast, and you'd put like a, you'd put, you know, your knife down for one second, and you'd go to get it again, and it's gone. You know, like, and you're like, no, you're like, and it just happened all the time. Like, um, you know, and then. And then you'd be looking around for it everywhere and then you'd walk back and there it is, you know, like, um, um, I always remember, um, one, one of the first early things that is I bought a laptop, a Mac laptop, and, um, I had a, you know, a mouse that was paired with the Apple laptop and I'd bought it that day. So I, you know, I was in bed and, and like, I just playing with the first day and I just put it down beside me um, with the mouse and then woke up in the morning and the mouse was just nowhere to be seen and we we never found it again. I mean, just you're tearing the place apart because you're thinking, you know, like I must have got up during the night or something. It's only small. and But the thing, because it was paired with the, the Mac, it was telling us it was in the room but but it wasn't like so it was just like just it was like really it just and it just kind of got more and more uh feeling of it like night time started to come and as as the night time i started to get this really sense of foreboding like a really um it's the only way i can describe it a sense of foreboding uh uh, almost an almost like a dread, like you know. And Caroline was there, and you know, like she could see what was happening. And um, and then, yeah, just just 
during the night. Um, one of you know, I can remember. Um, you know, we, we like um, we had this lap. We had this. Um, what do you call it? An iPad. And unfortunately, I don't have it anymore because we filmed all these orbs on it. Like, you know, and there's one footage of me like where I'm kind of like Caroline was filming me in that because we played music and that and we would like um, record ourselves. So, hey, we've got a new song. So she'd film it, you know, and I'd be strumming the guitar. And there's one where I'm like kind of like flicking away at, at my face. And then when we played it back, it was you could see these like little, what I suppose what they call orbs, like dancing in front of my face and I didn't I couldn't see them in that with the naked eye but on the footage you can see that I'm actually like looks like I'm you know I'm obviously bothered by them like but I just didn't even know they were there you know so um and it just got so you know um another example is um I remember we went downstairs and we were doing some gardening and I went to put on some dinner and that and I had to get like some chicken and I put it in the microwave and then I came downstairs and just let it defrost for the afternoon and then I'd forgotten something I came straight back up and this chicken is just sitting smack bang in the middle of the hallway like just literally like a minute after like just sitting there and you know you're stunned you know like and you know like Caroline we had cats so you're thinking is it cats did the cats somehow get in the microwave and there's absolutely no way they could have done that and it wasn't destroyed anyway they were just it was just sitting there still in its plastic and there's no way they could have got into the microwave anyway like it's it was you know impossible for a cat to get press it but you are trying to think of rational things if that yeah makes absolutely sense, you know? like, like you're trying to justify everything that's kind of going on inside that yeah. house yeah and it got so crazy like we uh, and this is kind of just before I went and saw Mary, this um, uh, table disappeared. We had like a um, kind of like, you know, like a side table. I'm not talking like a kitchen table, but it was a fairly big table. Like, you know, like it wasn't like, wasn't like a little foot table. It was big enough and just it just disappeared. We just came out and it was gone and um, – we searched for it for days and we couldn't find it. We were going, this is insane. Like, how can a table go? And then just about two weeks later, we um, we came downstairs and here's the table sitting on top of the um, on top of the kitchen sink, just sitting there. I mean, there's no way it could have been there before. You never would have missed it. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's that's so, too much. Like that would push you over the edge. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was, yeah. And on top of that, there was, you know, just this kind of incredible fear. And, um, um, yeah, there's a lot that happened, you know. It's very kind of hard to, um, you know, like there's so many little things, you know, but um, there was one night where um, as this started to happen that, I kind of had fallen asleep and Caroline was lying in bed and I sat bolt upright and as I sat bolt upright this this lights like and Caroline reckoned it was some sort of craft went by the window um so there was all these kind of like things like that had happened and and 
I was so scared. I was literally in this fetal position some nights, like, you know, and um, and I can remember, um, you know, Caroline, she wasn't, I couldn't let her, if she left the room, she'd have to tell me when she was coming back in because because I felt like I could get taken by something or someone at any moment, at any time. It didn't matter, you know, like. That's a um, terrible way to live, isn't it? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was a mess. Like, you know, um, yeah, I was, I was a mess. And um, I. Did you feel like you were going crazy? You, like yeah, losing oh, totally, your mind? Totally, yeah. I thought I was, well, that's the thing. I thought I'm having some sort of schizophrenic breakdown or some sort of, you know, and Caroline was like, no, you're not. I've seen it, you know, like. Um, it, I mean, it just... That's yeah, the silver lining of it all, isn't it? That you yeah, were able to I'm have someone there with there it. Because, yeah, because if she wasn't, like, yeah, I don't know what would have happened. Um, you know, there's like one morning we woke up and it, it was just involved the whole, kind of like, almost like the Skinwalker Ranch thing. Like, there was this diary that Caroline had and it was, we just it was just laying open like for us to basically see and there was all this weird writing in it and it looked like, you know, some sort of, oh, it was just weird to say someone, you, you hear in the paranormal field like um, automatic writing, it looked like that and and we just, and Caroline got really upset about that and I said, did you do this? And, you know, and and it was it was just weird symbols and and we couldn't figure out how the hell like because it was a it was a it was it wasn't a diary actually it was a lyric book that we had for the band and that and then all this stuff was scribbled over the top of it that we just didn't know it just wasn't there the day before and then overnight it was there and caroline got so freaked out about that she threw it away and she just you know like she couldn't look at it you know i wanted to but it was weird symbols and and yeah it was it was um yeah it was pretty intense and then um down there there's the tweed heads rsl which is like a really you know pretty just pretty you know staple sort of place that between cool and gatter and tweed heads and uh, Caroline's husband came up and I'm thinking, God, he must think I'm crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, we, that was Caroline's ex-husband, you know, that was still on great terms. So me and me and Caroline and Renee went down to the RSL to have dinner. And this is when I, like, it just floored me. Like I, um, I just kind of walked in to the pub and there's this woman behind the bar and I went to ask for a drink. And this is no word of a lie. Before I could even ask anything, she just looks at me, points at me, and she says, you're in contact with aliens. Oh, stop it. Really? No, that, that's completely true. Like That um, would have spun you out. Like, just yeah, totally. To like, and Renee was right there. Oh, yeah. I, like, took steps back, like, as in, you know, I was, like, pretty shocked, you know, because there was all this strange stuff happening, and I was trying to kind of make sense of it. And then this woman who I'd never met before, working behind the bar, mind you, like, says this to me. 
Um, and then she says, I need to talk to him because I, I went running off and went, oh, this is just, I can't handle this. Like, And, yeah, and then she came over and spoke to me and said it's okay and they won't hurt you and, you know, um, and she ended up ringing me and, yeah, it was her, her, um, she was strange as well because I just, I, she rang me and she kind of did something to me to kind of like alleviate my fear, but I never saw her at the pub again. Like it was though, it was like, I just wondered who the hell she was. You know, if she was kind of like, you know, you get these thoughts, you're like, did the other bar members even see her? Like, was she just kind of there to, you know, what, like what we talked about, that high, kind of high strangeness? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? And my thoughts exactly when it when it comes to that. But yeah, holy Mark, you have got quite an interesting life going on. And I, I can imagine like this would genuinely really be the tip of the iceberg that you've you've shared with us tonight. Yeah, well, there's more. It's just the thing is that, you know, like I haven't for me, you know, there's still a lot of stuff that. I don't remember, you know, like, like, um, and I want, you know, I want to go and see Mary again, but I'm kind of, you know, to be honest, I'm scared, you know, like, just because it is terrifying. Yeah, it know? is. It would be. And the the thing is, you are, you're opening old wounds by, yeah. by doing that. And the, I, I always have this kind of, um, a thought process when it comes to the the paranormal is that, you know, things kind of get blocked off for a reason. And when you go opening those doors again, it's doors work both ways. You know, you go in and you go out of them. Yeah. So I'm always, I'm always very cautious when people say they want to do things because I always say, you know, doors are entries and exits. So just be mindful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's more that happened. But, um, you know how much time we got. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, mate, I think I think we uh, we should probably tee up another time to get you on because okay. I, I knew before we kind of started this might happen. <laughs> but Mark, thank you so much for taking the the time to share those encounters with me. They are, you know, they're, they're very profound and very personal. So, you know, I do appreciate you taking the the time. Um, to to share those because they are they are incredible. It's hard to. I mean, I still find it hard to believe, but I mean, I, I accept it more now. You know, like, um, and everything's quiet at the moment and has been for a couple of years. But I think that's what happens. You know. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal in UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.